This is Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. Episode 36, The Real Interest Rate. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Reflections on Investing with the Cornell Capital Group. And recently, interest rates, the Fed, and inflation have been in the news. And so we thought we'd like to take a look at a little data. In particular, uh, recently, Larry Summers, previous Secretary of the Treasury and also President of Harvard, on his weekly show with Bloomberg, said that it's very important that we get real interest rates up. That if we don't, he's afraid that the Fed's effort to combat inflation will fail, or, and if it does, even more draconian uh, medicine will be required in the future. So we thought here at the Cornell Capital Group, we'd take a look at one measure of the real interest rate and how it's changed over time. So let's get right to the data. And the first thing we're gonna look at is the 10-year treasury rate. And here's how I'm gonna define the real interest rate. It's going to be equal to the interest rate on the 10-year treasury bond and you subtract from that the rate of inflation over the previous 12 months. Now that's only one among many possible uh, definitions of the real interest rate, but it's a useful one because it provides insight into what happened back in the 1970s when we had the previous major bout of inflation and what we might expect to happen now. So if you look at the chart here, the red line is the rate of inflation over the previous 12 months. And this data starts in June of 1975, right when inflation was taking off. And you can see that the rate of inflation rose from the already relatively high rate of about 4.5% to almost 14%. That's the red line. But as it rose, interest rates initially did not rise as fast. And the blue line, which is the yield on uh, 10-year treasury bonds minus the rate of inflation actually went down and became negative. The real interest rate was about minus 4% at the height of the inflation. Then Paul Volcker comes in and takes dramatic steps. And you can see that the inflation rate tumbles over the course of about a year from 13% to 4% then 3%, and finally 2%, where we'd like to be now. But during that period of time, interest rates don't fall as fast because of Mr. Volcker's tight monetary policies. And the the real interest rate rises from minus 4% to over 8%, the highest it's been before or since, at least over the time period of this chart. Once that high real interest rate kills inflation, the inflation rate stabilizes at 2-3% and the real interest rate stabilizes. Now, if you come all the way to the present, you see how similar it looks to 1978-79. Suddenly, inflation, the red line, takes off and rises from not much above zero, under 2%, to 9% in the most recent number. And along with that, 
the real interest rate has declined just like it did during uh, the pre-Volcker years. So that now the real interest rate is minus about 6%. Despite everyone talking about inflation fighting and the Fed and so forth, this measure of the real interest rate is at an all-time low. The only comparable time during the last great inflation. So that's the way the 10-year Treasury looks. And to show you that there's nothing unique about the 10-year Treasury, let's take a look at the two-year Treasury, the probably the most widely followed short-term Treasury security. And the picture looks so similar, you can hardly tell you know, which of the two graphs uh, that we're looking at. Same run-up, of course, the same run-up in inflation. It's the same rate of inflation. But the same drop in the real interest rate on the two-year down to about minus 5%. Then Volcker coming in, inflation dropping, the real interest rate rising sharply for a period of time during a recession, and then declining. And not much changes until the very recent period, where once again, the inflation, as noted earlier, the inflation rate spikes and the real interest rate falls. So at least by this measure, Monetary policy and fiscal policy are far from tight, if you like. Real interest rates remain extraordinarily low. And if Mr. Summers is correct, it's going to take a far more aggressive uh, stance by the Federal Reserve to increase the real interest rate and to help wash the inflation out of the economy. We hope you find this, uh, found this interesting. Uh, we'll probably do more of these data sessions in the future uh, because I think rather than just offering you opinions, we at the Cornell Capital Group would like to give you the underlying data that serve as the basis for those opinions. This has been Reflections on Investing. Thank you for joining us. For more information, please visit www.cornell-capital.com. This podcast is being made available for educational purposes only and should not be used for any other purpose. The information contained herein does not constitute and should not be construed as an offering of advisory services or an offer to sell or solicitation to buy any securities or related financial instruments in any jurisdiction.